Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nice. And this is the Azure Dua Citroen La Mondiale, whatever they're called now preview podcast for 2021 it is if, if you want me to actually tell you the correct one it's Ajdua Citroen team uh, and apparently Citroen coming on board as a title sponsor has resulted in a uh, pretty significant cash injection I think they were in the lower third of budgets maybe I've made that up maybe I've read it somewhere it's in my mind somewhere so I'm going to run with it and Citroen have bumped them up to maybe 55 60 percent or 60th quartile in the world tour, obviously Ineos being the 100th quartile or percentile, whatever it is. Um, so that's good that they got a, a title sponsor on board, another one on board with uh, some money, and we've obviously seen that in their transfers, which we're going to get to. But first, Benji, their 2020 review, we know the rules. Five wins, one at world tour level, that Nantes Pateres, Tour de France stage win, beautiful stage win. Three wins from Cosnefrois before, or two before lockdown, one after at 1 1, 2 1 level, and Harry Camembert with Dorian Godon. Is that an underperformance or par? I think that's an underperformance. You've got a team in 2020 at least um, that has the likes of Lover Nasten for cobble races, they've got Bardet for climbing, all that kind of stuff. They don't have the all-out favorites in those races. The Oliver Nassen is not the guy that takes it on and is able to beat Mathieu van der Poel and Wout van Aert in the likes of Tour of Flanders and Paris-Roubaix. Now, I do believe in Tour of Flanders he was likely the third-best couple rider on that day. So I think he's just unlucky that there's such great generational talents around. And I think that bites them in the ass here. The problem is... I do believe they should do better on these small races. They should be in the position like Peterson is in Hindwevelheim where they've got multiple riders that can fit themselves at the front. We saw that the rider that got the most victories on that list is Benoit Kosnefa. I believe he carried them throughout the season, kind of. The problem is that his races that he won were not next-level quality. And I feel like Cosmofa is going to improve that in 2021 because I really believe that he's got much, much more on the table. And he's got so many like second places, third places in proper races. Uh, second in Fletch Wallon, if I recall correctly, as well last year. And Paris Tour behind Casper Peterson, I think. And then, of course, Brabant Sapel, where he got out sprinted by Van der Poel and Alaphilippe oh, yeah. in that stage. In Liège, I think he had a puncture or something just before one of the last climbs, and that's why he was unable to get with them with the best group there. I think if he didn't have that puncture, he might have been in the top five of that race at the end. So that's a bit of a a skewed view when it comes to his results. I really believe that he could have done really well at LBL, and I think we're going to see that throughout the season as well. And he also gave them a lot of attention, some meme quality as well at the start of the Tour de France. We were very critical of 
the way he was able to keep the KOM jersey for quite a while in the Tour de France while getting dropped on the smallest of climbs sometimes. So uh, in the end, I believe he's the kind of puncher that does not necessarily have that climbing ability. So he's kind of a better version of Gasparolo when it comes to the climbing. He's a pure he's puncher. He is literally like the tech yeah. pure puncher. Any climb over 10 minutes, he's no good. Um, he's like as out with the sprinters. But uh, a three to four minute climb or a steep pinch, he is nasty. Um, yep. And that's why Brabantia Pale, Parry Tour, Britannia Classic, he's going to be good at that sort of race as well, I think. Om- Omloop, like why wouldn't he be good at Omloop, Benji? I think he would be able to do as well in those kind of races as an Philippe could do. I really believe that Philippe at Tour of Flanders was playing a great role, obviously, until the unfortunate motorbike accident. But I believe Cosmofar could play it out like that. Yep. And I think he should be in both their team for the likes of Cobble Classics and the Hill Classics. The problem is that I don't think they're going to send them to the likes of a... Um, a cobble classic because their team for cobbles has twisted so much we're going to talk about it in a second about their transfers incoming and the team we would send to those cobble races i think that he fits in that branch that could go to either one of the two but i'm pretty sure he's being sent to the hill classics instead at the moment so i haven't given my view on their 2020 season now it's tough for teams like azure who Often a lot of their wins, say in 2018, they won 15 races. 2019, I think it was 17 races, 14 races rather. A lot of them are in these 2-1-1-1 French races, a lot of which were cancelled in the 2020 season. We only really have the top races occurring, so they didn't really get the opportunity to pad the scorebooks with those. And they only won two World Tour races in 2019, and in 2018 they only won three world tour races two of which were at the welter uh, grand tour races 2017 two world tour races once again one of which was the tour de france stage win for roman bardet so they're not they just don't win a lot of big races benji and they haven't for three three to four years so uh, their 2020 season wasn't a massive underperformance for what they've really done before but maybe because of that the lack of winning those big races you know, if you're maybe, maybe you're living in France, maybe you're a hardcore cycling fan, you're even more into it than me. But Harry Camembert, 90% of you probably aren't watching it and haven't watched it the last three years. Maybe Benji has, I don't know. But it's, I think they're, they're focusing on the bigger races on TV now. And that's obviously why Citroën have come on. They're not coming in here to win La Poly Normande. It's to win the Cobbled Classics, I think. So here are the transfers. Bardet out. That's the biggest exit. You know, he's just, I think of Bardet, I think of Ajadouar. Like even their personalities are almost, I think of as the same. Viermoche. <laughs> so Bardet to DSM, Viermoche to TDE, Genier, and Latour, Pierre Latour, one of the talented riders who maybe went off the boil. TD as well, Dillier, Sylvain Dillier to Alpes and Phoenix, Stein Vandenberg, I think might be retired or looking for a team, Jaregi, Quentin Jaregi to PMB, Axel Dumont, Clement Chevrier, don't know who they are, Antoine Rogel to FTJ, Conti, Tanfield, Wentz, 
to um, he went to Saint Peran or something, the British Conti team, but then got signed by Quebecer Assos, and Simon Verga I think might be retired looking for a team. So Bardet, I think Bardet was looking for something different, Benji. Obviously, I don't think they're paying him that. Like, I don't think DSM gave him a godfather offer like a UAE or an ISU or an Ineos team. I think he wanted something different. So that's fine. Um, but do you think that they have misused Bardet or under underutilized his talents across maybe the last three or four years? It's a really difficult thing to to mention because obviously – We've seen over the years that he started off hunting for stages, went into a bit of a a role leading the team. Eventually, that kept on going, and at a certain point, he was a significant candidate to podium the likes of a Tour de France. And I believe they didn't necessarily misuse him. I do believe that he could have won a bunch more stages in Grand Tours if they would have done that, but... With French teams and French GC riders, you've got the dream. You've got the French dream of winning the Tour de France. It's been so many years. And it's pressure. And I don't think there's much else you can do once you've got someone like that in your team. That's the same thing with Guillaume Martin at Cofidis. I do not believe you can send Guillaume Martin to the Tour de France and not go for GC because it's the iconic French dream to go for GC, to try and win that yellow, the Maillot Jaune, as a French rider on French terrain in a French team. And I think that pressure came down on Bardet hard. And that's one of the reasons he had such sudden, yeah, terrible performances like that one time trial at the end of some Tour de France. I don't remember which one where he basically lost everything in the span of that time trial. And I think it's good that he's leaving for him and for Ajazer because Ajazer is out of that loop of having to put a whole team into the Tour de France to try and bring Bardet to something. And also Bardet is out of that loop of having all the French pressure on him and he can go to DSM. He can ride under less pressure because it's not a French team. He doesn't necessarily need to focus on the Tour de France, although he likely will be a part of that team, I would dare to say. I think... He's not even, think the, it's, he's not even like the... Like DSM aren't going to be sending him like as out and out leader for things all the time, every race. So that's good. That's yeah. less pressure. It's part of the, he's part of the, maybe the SKA, Bardet, Casa Pedersen stage hunting crew. I kind of agree. And I think you've got that with a bunch of riders on, on the exit here. Like Pierre was also meant to be the next Bardet. He was great at time trolling. He was starting off as stage hunting as well. I think in La Vuelta, there was one stage where he kept on suffering. And he's one of the riders when he's suffering, he can break through that wall 20,000 times until he eventually wins the stage or loses the stage, but tried so hard trying to win it. And when it comes to GC, it never really came out. He had that crash, I think, two years ago or one year ago that basically ruined the season. And I think he's still kind of feeling the consequences of that comeback. I believe exiting Ajdazer is also good for both ends because Ajdazer doesn't need to focus on trying to build him into a godly GC rider. And Latour is going to a team that will likely see him as one of the better riders for GC. He won't have to be under 
what was Barde in the past, although he wouldn't have to be under that if he stayed at Algezaire either, so that argument isn't really worth that much at the moment. I do feel it's it's worth it for both to leave each other and that it's going to benefit both as well in the long run. Genier and Villamos, yeah, I don't think they're going to be missed. They were good riders. They could perform on their day. They could take a stage win on their day. Are they going to win stage wins at TDE? Perhaps. I I see it a bit unlikely these days, but I I don't think they're going to miss it at Algezaire. They've got a new uh a new squad that I do believe can do that yeah. better. Stan well, Holderberg. Well, here's the new squad. Yeah, here's the new squad. Okay. Cobble like completely turning on its head. Greg Van Avermaet, Bob Jungles, Michael Scher, Damien Touze, and Geis Geis Van Hoek Van Hoek and Stundable. Yes. Those are all cobbled guys. Belgians, Luxembourger, Swiss rider, and Scher. Tuesday is French, but he might not necessarily make to make the cut for the big cobbled races. But that Jungles van Avermaet, Oliver Narsen trio is very nasty, and Cher is not a man to be underestimated either. He was brave enough to get into breaks on flat races in the wind when no one else was. I think Benji last year in the tour, maybe with Stefan Kung, I think on stage ten or eleven. Literally the most boring stage I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. Really questioned. I was like, I wish I was back at midnight doing due diligence review in my law firm for uh, <laughs> minimum wage because this race sucks. But he was the only man brave enough with Kung to go in that break. So watch out for Cher as well. Um, but yeah, what do you make of this? all these signings, Benji? And, and first off, do you think... Are they buying too late on these riders? Uh, have their peaks passed them? I don't think so. I believe in what they are doing here. I think you've got a certain opinion that I'll likely go into later on. But regarding these transfers, it's a clear twist from GC-centered to cobble-centered. I think that's a good change for the team. I believe that the squad they are bringing in has the following riders with Van Avermaet and Cher, basically a duo since they started at BMC. When it comes to cobbles, you don't get them really out of each other, and Cher is pretty good at the cobbles and can help the likes of Van Avermaet and the team out. Stan the Wolf, young guy, looking forward to see what he will grow into. I believe that he's pretty talented. He's perhaps one of the more talented cobble talents we have, together with the likes of a Florian Vermeersch. Gijs van Hoeken. Also pretty good on the cobbles. Um, I'm not 100% sure about Damien Touze. I don't know his results too much by heart, but I wouldn't underrate Marc Sarro because on paper you'd say, yeah, sprinter. Yeah, decent sprinter. He can get results here and there in smaller French races. I recall him doing well in Roubaix at some point, top 30 somewhere. And if he can get a top 30 at Roubaix, yeah, 26th here. In 2018, for example, and um, I believe if you can get 26th in in Roubaix, then you certainly deserve to be on the cobble team of a of a team as well, and that strengthens their cobble squad as well. While on paper it wouldn't necessarily look like he would be part of that team if you see his name pop up on on the spreadsheet first of all. But what do you think of the likes of uh, a Ben O'Connor, for example, joining the team? 
I think it's a great signing because you're probably getting a minimum wage and he can win a grand tour stage. The right If you put him in the right grand tour, probably not the tour, either pick the Giro, the Vuelta, send him and say get him breaks like you did for NTT in 2020 in the Giro. And he did day in, day out, and he was at the pointy end of those uh, those breakaways in the medium mountain. and me- Yeah, there were medium mountain stages. And he won a stage at the Giro. So 25 years old, one-year deal, I think that's their plan for him. Um, but re-Greg Van Avermaet, I don't think he's winning a race this year of any description. Um, I think his peak is past. He's 35, and... Yeah, that's just that's just my view, Benji. He hasn't won a race since he hasn't won a cobbled race since Roubaix in twenty seventeen. Unless Wait, he won RVV last year online. Oh yeah, online online Tour of Flanders. Well, I don't know whether his tax neo or whatever he was using was actually doing the motion of riding over the cobbles. If it was, then obviously that counts but it might not have. So, um, I also don't know whether it was Tour of Luxembourg stages has some cobbles in them. Um, but what I'm saying is the days of him winning in 2017, Benji, <laughs> he won the Olympics gold in the in August in 2016. Then he won Omloop, Harald <laughs> Becker, and then Roubaix in 2017. That is fucking crazy. And then he won that. Yeah, that is crazy. So I don't think that's... I mean, it's not a hot take to say that that's not happening again, but I think it's. Yeah. I think he's not winning again uh, in the cobbles, in the big races, at least not this year. I think Jungles is the man. I think Bob Jungles is, has been miscast, and I think he'd admit that and has said he just wants to focus on cobbles in one day now. This man's won Liège and Colonel Russell Kern. He's got a lot of wins throughout his career already. He's 28. I think he's got some really good cobbled years ahead of him and it wouldn't surprise me to see him with MVDP Alaphilippe and Wout van Aert in Flanders if he gets it right this year. I'd expect that more than uh, Van Avermaet, to be honest. Maybe I'm hyping Jungles too much, but I just think he lost his way a bit with trying to balance GC. and like He came sixth in the Giro GC in 2016 and then... One like yeah, I think you just it must be difficult trying to do all of that, to be honest, unless you're really like a freak rider. Anyway, on to their team. team. <laughs> yeah, onto their cobble team, which we've just been talking about. Obviously it's gonna be Van Avermaet, Geis van Hocker, and Hocker, Cher, uh Narsen, Oliver Narsen, that is Bob Jungles. And you you think Cosner for our Benji? Yes, I um He's not planning to, but I would put him in Tour of Flanders. I uh, would also put him in the likes of uh, Idri Haraldeke. I would not put him in Ken Wevelgem, Kurne, perhaps not even Omloop. I believe he could do well in Omloop, as in a top 10, but they've got so many riders that could do well on those races that it doesn't really matter if you put Cosnefine there as well or not. I think there's a significant way that you can use this team when it comes to strategy. I think... Ajazer, La Mondiale, Citroën. Their shirts say it the other way around. Ajazer, Citroën, La Mondiale. But this team, I think you can use them to try and 
spin the reins in a certain way. You've got Jungles, who specialized in attacking early. We saw that multiple times when he was at the Koenig in his cobble days. I think it was Kuhne or Omlop or one, one of those races that he was up there. And also the Dwarves of Vlander in that match of Vanderpool won was one of the early attackers with Vanderpool. I think Jungles is the rider you send forward in one of those early attacks in that group that rides away and that could have a role in either putting the guys in the back in a seat on a throne or in actually finishing off the stage in that group. Jungles does not have the best sprint, so he would have to ride away from that group. That's his downside. I believe that Oliver Nassen and Van Avermaet are better at the later parts of a race. So when it comes down to the all-out favorites going for it, I think those two are the ones that can stay there. But Greg Van Avermaet had the problem in all his years since 2017 that he's always on the wrong side of a split. Who else? Oliver Nassen. And that's not great if you've got two riders that are always on the wrong side of a split. Perhaps putting them together right now with proper surrounding support with, yeah, the Wolf, Heis van Hoeke, and so forth, then I think that's going to change quite a bit in that option. I think they're going to be up there more, and they're going to be in the right position at more times. I said it, Oliver Nassen was, in my opinion, third best rider, well, fourth best. I, I'm not counting Alaphilippe because he, he wasn't on the spread results page up there, but Obviously, Alaphilippe was up there with the top two of that race. I and think Nos, and was second. Yeah. he was second in the Tour of Flanders stage of Think Bank as yes, well. Yes, but he's also got a bit of a history with that race, basically getting fifth, fourth, first, second in that race every single year. So, Well, that yeah. seems to be his problem. Uh, he's never really won the big one, right? Um, yeah. I think his biggest win in terms of beating top guys was that Belgian national champs win that one one of the closest wins ever uh but yeah he's always just been close and not quite got there he's good friends with van avermaet i think and um but yeah that's their cobble team i agree with benji that cosnefra would be a, a very useful addition in some of those races and i i see no reason why he wouldn't do well in tour of flanders to be honest and i'd even send him to paris roubaix because i think he's super talented He's done well at Paris Tour, and he's not a climber. He's just see how he goes. Um, yeah, he probably wouldn't do well, but <laughs> whatever, just send him. He's he's one of he's one of your biggest riders on the team, and I think he's actually you could try and make him into a bit of a superstar. Um, the Arden team, pretty obvious to be honest. APP already up at a Panther, who just won. Uh, what did he just win, Benji? Marseilles. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> La Marseillaise. La Marseillaise. I don't know. It's not Spanish, so I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Um, Jungles, Nons Pétez, Cosnefrois, Champoussin, Cher, maybe Vendrame and Venturini. What, what's, what, are those, what are their purpose, Benji? Do they do those races? I think they did. I don't think Vendrame could do Milan San Remo style races. Um, the thing with Vendrame is he's like so good at multiple things, but I don't know about his history on the cobbles because Androni didn't really necessarily write those. So um, 
it's difficult to judge based on that. I think Pendrami is very good off on those Italian classics and could also basically win a a stage in a in a Grand Tour if he sets his mind to it. Sestriere this year was pretty amazing. But regarding cobbles, I don't know what he what he can do there. I don't necessarily believe in it. Uh he's decent at Strade like races. But I wouldn't put him in the in the cobble team because you've got so many riders in this team that can yeah. do the cobble races that it's not necessary to go to someone like Vendrami and say, hop in the team. Venturini could go to these though. Um Venturini Paris Roubaix style uh races, but I also believe there's better riders in the team. But for the Arden, am I missing somebody? Is it just Cosnefry Jungles as leaders? Am I missing O'Connor going to Liège? Is there someone else you would take as well? Uh, I well, don't know. I think Cosnefry is number one. Race. I think Cosnefry can win the race. Yeah. I think, I think it just makes sense to ride for those two, to be honest. Maybe... Maybe they got other plans for Jungles and he doesn't want to do the Arden anymore. He wants he wants to. Um, oh, really? And I think it really plays out in the same way again. I think Jungles is the kind of rider you send up a bit early. You're not going to send them up Flash Wallon, uh, up the Mur de Hui in the Peloton. You're going to try and do a Maori von Seven on like last year, yeah. attack early and and try it that way. Like Ron tried to do towards Maori von Sevenant because technically von Sevenant was in the breakaway already. But... I think if it comes down to the actual punchy finish, it's Cosnefoy. If it comes down to attacking early, it's Jungles. And that's straight up the only two riders on this team that I see doing it in those races, except for the talented riders we don't know their ceiling of yet, like that Aurelien Pantre. Um Well, you know what? He came, he, came third in, he came third in Tour de Double last year, Benji, one-day race uh, that usually sometimes has some quite good riders who then kick on from there. Uh, he came third, but um, as a breakaway one, but second, who won the bunch sprint? Germay. Biniam Germay. I I tweeted. I tweeted at Nippo. I said, "Why the fuck is Biniam Germay not a Grand Prix against La Marseillaise?" I think it was. I know it was if he's been in Africa and he's quarantining or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I just had to see obligatory mention of him at all possible moments. Yes. To say why isn't he in these races? Anyway, that, that's their Arden leaders. Giro, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Benji. I think you send, I think you send Vendrame and Venturini and Patez. I, I do O'Connor again. Jaco Hanen, the the, uh, the Finnish rider. He's supposed to. He's quite talented. Ben Gastauer, Galapan. You just send a stage hunting squad, right? To the Giro, mm, I would actually like. I, I would go for a stage hunting squad, like Vandrame, but I'd also dare to put someone in there that could go for GC. And this is one of the discussions we've had quite a few times. What's better, going for a top fifteen or going for stages? And I think it depends on the rider. I think top fifteen is kind of the edge on where you can say perhaps it's good for a young rider to try and go for GC if he can go in one of his first Grand Tours for a top 15, to see how he, how good he is against the other GC riders. Pate Pantry got 16 in the Giro last year. I think with what he's shown already this year in Marseillaise, with what I believe he can do on a parkour that I think has less time trial kilometers, 
if the rumored parkour is true, because we still don't know what the actual parkour is. Amazing. Then I would dare to put Paripanch in one of those races, uh, either Giro or Vuelta, and aim for GC with him. Jean Poussin, same story, was at the Vuelta in the same fashion. The problem is, if they end up in the top 25, the end of top 25, then it's not worth it to keep trying, and then you got to switch towards trying to go for stage, and that's what a lot of these riders don't do, and that's their mistake, I think. If they can't make it to the level that they hope to do GC-wise, they should switch, and I think they need to do that. But Nos Pitez needs to go to... It's difficult. The man could win literally a stage in every Grand Tour. So he's, he's got to go. I wouldn't know. I think for France, yeah. I think you got to send Champoussin and Pateres to the Tour. I think you take Carmagnac and Frank or Galopin, Gastauer, Vendrame, uh, Vendrame. Take them to the Giro, and maybe a sprinter. I don't know. You got to take a sprinter too, Saro, or. Uh, Tuesday, they don't really have a, a great sprinter. <laughs> but yeah, take that to the Giro. And then the Tour is all about Cosnefroix getting yellow on stage two. That's pretty obvious. That's what they're targeting on Murder Britannia. He should be, he'll be right up there. Um, and then trying to hold that yellow jersey for as long as possible, just like the KOM jersey <laughs> last year. And they're lucky that there's no mountains for like 10 days. The time trials is going to ruin him. Oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. Stage 5 TT, he's gone. Because um, of, yeah. All right, well, okay, they'll try to hold it for three days, four days, if, if they get it. Um, do you think they yes. take some of the cobbled guys to the tour? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think Oliver Narsen, Greg Van Avermaet, those are Tour de France riders you send. Um, why? Well, they don't necessarily... I think Oliver Narsen has always been a bit on the leash of Bardet. Last year, that was not really the case, but he was riding on eco mode, was what was being said, um, for the gobbles after the Tour de France. That's not happening this year on paper. If something changes, we'll, we'll hit you up about it. But right now, the couples are before the Tour de France, so he would be able to fully go for individual stage wins as well in the same fashion that Van Avermaet did at BMC and CCC back in the day. And he also tried it, Oliver Nassen, at the final stage of Dauphine au Paris-Nice in one of the last years, where he got second or third on a mountain stage. Um, I think it was Paris-Nice, but I don't remember. My memories are... Yeah, like Van Avermaet can win a medium mountain stage. So it, yep. it makes sense to take him. He can really climb. Um, so, yeah, I think take them. They're experienced. There's also could be some windy days uh, in some of the Brittany stages early on in the tour. So they could end up trying to get, to, you know, with two Tour de France stage wins in their pocket in the first week. Uh, that could be a target for them. So, that's the team I think they'll send to the tour and should send. I think Pateas, you have to send again. He's a great breakaway guy. And um, yeah, just target breakaways, target weird stages. Like yes. that stage, what was the stage, Benji, that SK, the second one he won? That, that sort of stage. No. No, 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 no. The, the, the 19th, 19th, okay. 19th yeah. one where literally every classics guy got into a yeah. random break, uh, like Trentin and Sagan and, and Co. And, yeah. 
this time it'll be Narsen and Van Avermaet there together and they'll be able to attack, whereas it was SKA being able to counter and no one chased him back. So yep. I've got to, I'll, I'll ask you at the end because I've got a question to really wind you up. Vuelta team, yeah. I've got no idea, Benji. Presumably you just send the young lads. Do you send? Do you think Mark Thoreau is good enough to win a Vuelta stage? Depends on who's there. I um, think Soro can win a sprint in the Giro as well, depending on who's there. But, yeah, I, I actually believe Soto is not, not actually a bad rider. I think he's a, a solid rider that can do well in a ground tour sprint. If Herman Thyssen can get second in a, in a Vuelta sprint, then Soto can definitely get second if he can win, depends on the, on the field at that ground tour. I wouldn't put my money on it at the moment. Yeah, I think he's he's just like a fine sprinter who's yeah. there or thereabouts. He's come fifth and fourth in Vuelta sprints before. A little bit, little bit of luck goes your way. Who knows? I think they should also send Venturini and Vendrame to the Vuelta as well, um, depending on what the parkour looks like. Um, and Cosnefroy, if he can back up, I would send him to the Vuelta if they got some punchy finishes for yeah. it. Like, think about those Sorry. finishes Roglic won last year, Benji, where it was kind of a nothing stage, right? Yes. People, had, people had Bennett down, Sam, that is, or the sprinters for it. They, they rock up to the climb. Oh, wait, it's actually 2Ks at 7%. And Roglic was attacking Dan Martin on there. Like, those would suit Cosnifra perfectly. So, yeah. yeah but not yeah. only that way, like, ride it like Wellens did. Going the breakaways in that yeah, form. exactly. And that way you can get stage ones. Plain old stage ones that way. I truly believe that Cosmosphere might genuinely, at the end of 2021, be the rider that carried Ayuzela Mondial through the season because I really believe he's underrated on many accords. I think he's their best rider easily. I don't think it's close. Um, easily their best rider. Capable of taking yellow against the best punchers on stage two, which is that's peak for them and target mm-hmm. for their season, and I think capable of winning the most, the most races and also world tour and grand tour stages. But anyway, that's our teams for them: Lombardia, uh, O'Connor, Patez, and Co. What about Milano San Remo, Benji? Do you think they ride for Oliver Narsen or Van Avermaet or how's that going to work? And this is the question I was going to wind you up with. Benji, what makes you think two Belgians with similar attributes is going to work too well together? I mean, from what I've seen, I reckon people are going to go up the road. (laughs) There's going to be people looking at each other like happened with SKA. They didn't collaborate well when they're on other teams in when they're incentivized to work. Do Do you think it's going to be seamless teamwork? I believe in the fact that they're they're really good friends on the bike. Uh, well, on the bike as well, because they're basically riding <laughs> together and training together. But I believe that they're going to have, like, those are the two riders that I would see working together in a group if it's required. And I don't think it's going to be an Astana situation where you've got three riders of the same team that are not doing anything. I, I certainly believe that Nasen and Van Avermaet are mature enough to come to a conclusion of who is the best on that day and do something about it. And also, when it comes to Milano Sanremo, I think you got to look it into accords as well. I am not sure about 
Cosmos Frost planning, but he's likely not going to Milano San Remo. I would put him in Milano San Remo because I believe that Cosmos Frost has the punch to follow Alaphilippe on the Poggio. Yeah, and I just don't believe that his sprint is as good as Alaphilippe, but that's just a detail for after the Poggio. We'll figure out how to beat Alaphilippe in that <laughs> team then afterwards. Yeah, I mean, he's, but, already, um, he's already dropped Schachman at this point. <laughs> damn it <laughs> uh, Oliver Narsen and Van Avermaet would be just sitting in the group behind Vendrame honestly kind of as well um, and trying to finish it off in that group but it's kind of unlikely for those two riders due to the fact that I think there's just better sprinters at the moment that would also be in that group Thunderpool would be in that group if not in front of it Fanad would be in that group if not in front of it so I mean, yeah, what, I find it really saying, tough. Yeah. All these other teams should really team up and try and do something earlier than the Poggio and do it on the Chiviglia and attack there so that... On the Chiviglia in Lombardia. Oh, not the Chiviglia. Jeez, the Chipresa. Chipresa. <laughs> and no one's going yeah. to no edit that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they put yeah. the Chiviglia in, it might be more interesting race for longer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe on attack. I don't believe in attacking on the Chipresa at all. I don't think it's viable, and I don't think people should try it. I think it would make the race interesting, but it's also basically a death sentence for yourself. Milano San Remo gets aside on the Pajo, full stop. And that's the rules. I don't believe in if anything else unless they change the parkour, which I'm not sure I'd be. Yeah, it depends on what they do with it, because I feel I feel like I like it because there's like. I like historical comparisons. I, I really liked it because, yeah, similar parkour. You know how the race works out. I really, I do like yes. similar parkour because I know you're just tuning with 20 to go. But before we get to our hot takes and predictions, here's the Azure Dua Citroen hot take, super fan hot take from Graham all the way in America. Didn't know they had age to our fans. In America, but you guys surprise me every day. Here it is. Ladies and gents, good evening. I salute you with a beer in my hand. My name is Graham Henderson, aka Spoketator. Nobody knows who that is, and that's perfectly fine. But the reason I'm chiming in on the LRCP with Benji and Lantern is to talk about one of the most controversial clubs in the world tour. That's right, the Lucky Brown Shorts, as you do wear Citroën. Did they get an uglier uniform in the offseason? Yes, they did. Are they still wearing brown shorts? Yes, they are. But guess what? Where we saw Sunweb attack the whole world and show the world tour how to win races and win stages and one-day events, these guys are going to do the same thing this year. So there's going to be a wolf pack. There's going to be the chemical kids at DSM. And we've got the Eji du Air Armada, who's bringing Belgium back, baby. Greg Van Avermaet, we know he's on the back nine, but he's going to be able to sit in the wheels. He doesn't have to close down a damn thing with the likes of Bob Youngle on this team, uh, Kalamajan. they got a ton of guys that are really aggressive, really good racers. I think they're going to exploit that. I think Van Avermaet called them out to the point where they actually have a World Tour caliber bicycle underneath them now in BMC, and they're not riding Walmart bikes. Uh, and, and if you're a degenerate like I am, I had to take a sip of the beer there, sorry. Uh, Stan DeWolf, write down the name. That's a young guy. I think he's on the come. You're going to get some good value. And I think that this team, we've already seen it. Besides, APP went out for that W after he attacked like six times in the last couple kilometers. So I think they figured out, A, how to train in the modern era. B, how to use a really strong team with a bunch of really attacking, forward-thinking, aggressive dudes on the road. 
They should be fun to watch, even though I can't stand looking at them because that's the ugliest kit in the history of sports. Thanks, boys. Hot take time, Benji. My first one, Greg Van Avermaet does not win a race in 2021. Okay. I'm not even sure if that's a hot take. And neither does Oliver Narsen. Okay. But I think Jungles wins two World Tour level races. And that might also be because of the good work of Oliver Narsen and Greg Van Avermaet. But I think he's the one that will be winning the races. Okay. When it comes to my hot things, I think that I'm mainly going to focus on stage wins here. I think that Nas Peter is, is not a hot take. He's going to win a Grand Tour stage, just like oh, I said last year he would. Yeah, I'm saying it. It's not a hot take. That's fine. That's all good. But if Banter's going to top 10 the Giro, um, does he go there? That's make, a it a, question, make, it, make it a top Damn, five. He's not even going to the Giro. He's <laughs> going to the Tour. Damn it. Oh, really? That makes He's sense. He's going to win a stage of the Tour then. That's Okay, that's fair yeah. enough. Cosnefoy is going to podium LBL. Yep. And I think Cosner I think Cosner is going to top top I think he's gonna podium nah that's ridiculous. I was gonna say he's gonna podium and still flesh in the age. Um <laughs> I think he's gonna top, I honestly believe in it at the moment. Like I think he's gonna He's top, gonna top five or three, I think. He's gonna do a shotgun twenty He's going to top five all three, and he's going to podium two of them, and he's going to win a stage at Basque Country. Yep, that's my hot takes about Cosnerfoy. Okay, last one. I think Sean Poussin is going to win a World Tour race and make his proper breakthrough this season. It's not a super hot take, but it's something that I believe in and I do think might actually genuinely happen. And I think that's basically it. Perhaps a Vendrame Giro stage win would also be a nice one. But at this point, that's also kind of another hot take that he's got the option to do that if the cards fall right. All right. Time for over-unders, Benji. 12 wins uh, in 2021. So quite low. They've won 14 and, and 16 or so before. Only five in 2020. But as I said, a weird season. And they've got new recruits in. So 12 is the over-under. And I need you to specify a, above or under five World Tour level wins too. Okay, I think they're going to win more victories than last year. I think they're going to win more World Tour races than last year. And I think the majority of those are going to be Cosmofoy-centered, but also the youngsters. People like Pare Pancho, like in Marseillaise, he's already got one on the menu. Jean Poussin, Nas Pitens with a, with a, a Grand Tour stage win or two, depending on how, uh, how good his feeling is in those Grand Tours. Ben O'Connor could also do some stuff. They've got so many options for stage wins and yeah. it's severe strength for the team. When it comes to cobble race, it's going to be really tough with the competition they have, but I do believe they're going to pick up one. So that's an extra World Tour one as well. I agree. I'm taking the over on both over 12 wins, over five World Tour wins. Um, because there's going to be riders like, you know, Gastel might win a stage of Luxembourg, Marc Serrault. He could win two or three French 1-1 races, Benji, or, or two one stages. Yeah. and Co. And, and yeah, I think they're going to rack up some wins. So I think over 12, I think, 
is almost, I'm not going to say it's a lock, but I'd be very, very surprised if it didn't happen. That was our Ajdua Citroen 2021 preview. As you can tell, we are fully aboard the Cosnefroy hype train. He is, <laughs> I think he's true, mate. People just saw him in KOM jersey, French rider on Ajdua, and they're like, oh, it's another. This, this is maybe like casual fans, another French climby guy. No, no, another no. Fan. He is a legit puncher. He's top class, and he's going to be up there in big, big races this year. Yes. Thanks for listening as always. See you later. Ciao. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.